June 12, 2023. It's a walk for Pedro show. <laughs>
show started off with body and soul this is a live excerpt from 1960 john coltrane one of the earliest live recordings of the quartet actually not the quartet because they didn't have jimmy garrison yet they still had uh think, reggie rick uh, not rick right he was in <laughs> reggie workman on the bass are you a jazz guy i didn't even know you had that uh background in jazz too well, you know, I'm 65 now, and I've come to the understanding that music's music. I hate fucking labels and genre shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> I got cured of that. And people, you can tell that I'm not man low because of the wonders of them uh, Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. I got Brian Crumb with me. Welcome aboard, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, what's up? Hi from Chicago. Yeah, I was conceived oh. there. I was born in Virginia, but I was actually, there's a boot camp there for sailors. In my yeah. Pop. Yeah, he was 18 years old, met my mom. Great Shores or something, Lake Shore. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to tell him that we heard a tune from you. This is uh, Brian Crum and the, his Barfly friend, speaking of which, Barfly, right? <laughs> this movie with uh, Mickey Rourke and uh, Faye Dunaway. Yeah. The yeah. cat he's about, right? Mr. Bukowski, he lived his last 14 years here. Oh, wow. Okay. In fact, he's insane. I, uh, I did not even think of that. I also did not think of the name of the album, which is called Just Fade Away. And then someone told me, should we think of the Buddy Holly song, Not Fade Away? And I was yeah. like, I did not make that connection at all. And that's really sad. <laughs> Shit like that happens, though, right? Parallel universes all over the fucking place. Yeah, and there's so many album names, band names, et cetera, et cetera. I'll you tell know, you about like, song titles. Can't copyright them. There's so many of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Still try, though. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's learn about your journey through music. Can you please bring your earliest musical recollection? Yeah, for sure. I uh, played my first My first gig was my sixth grade graduation party at oh, Mary no, not, not, not Elementary playing. School. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not playing. Yeah. I mean, first experience with music like some cats tell me about hearing shit when they're still inside their ma uh no i wouldn't be one of those guys but i did <laughs> uh gravitate toward music very early on and no uh, do you remember course, a, a memory stupid. like uh, like some cats say yeah i was driving in the car and my pop had the radio on or this uh my ma had the record player with the opera singer or something like that yeah did you uh, have for a me moment it was MTV, like that? you know, it was uh, MTV. It was All MTV. Right. Yeah, it was, um, you know, big fan of the metal bands. And then my brother told me, uh, Brian, stop buying docking albums. We wanna, <laughs> that, we that, wanna, that's we, nearby in Redondo <laughs> Beach, by the way. Docking <laughs> used to record. It's where the Minutemen recorded that uh, Project Merch record. Same studio docking used. Yeah, nothing against them because I have very much respect for anyone that's a working musician for a living. But my brother introduced me to R.E.M. And, uh, you know, I was a big Stray Cats fan, too. So when I saw those bands on MTV, it was like a it was very eye opening and like a, this doesn't seem that hard. Maybe I, I can learn how to play guitar, too. You know what I mean, Mike? Yeah, let me ask you this. The pad you grew up in, was there musical instruments? Yeah, because uh, I requested them to be bought. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. But sometimes, like, you know, you, you, you get consciousness or whatever. And wow, what's that piano over there? Maybe I jump on that. So that's yeah, why I asked that. Um, we had this place called uh, Grandpa Pigeons, like a sort of a equivalent of a Kmart or something down in St. Louis area where I grew up. And uh, I requested a guitar. And so I did get a harmony and, uh, and like a little no name amp. And I, I was also playing a uh, saxophone in uh, the grade school band. Yeah. I want to ask you about that. Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Yeah, it was the, it was the, it was the band. And, uh, I started playing, uh, saxophone which i still have the same instrument believe it or not but it's, alto uh, yeah Vito e flat uh italian made saxophone and uh 
and I still bust it out every now and then just to annoy people. (laughs) (laughs) So when you got your guitar, uh, obviously with the sax, they were teaching you at school, but did you get a teacher for the guitar? I did. I did. I took a, and I, I will always tell this, Mike, I'll tell anyone who has, who wants to learn guitar. I, I, I will say you spend a month practicing half an hour every day. And I think after that, you pretty much got it unless you want to be like a virtuoso, you know? Okay. That's what I did. Like learning how to talk. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Can I ask you, Brian, first record you bought with your own money? Ooh, let's see. That would be, I I think I'll have to go back to, uh, Probably the Stray Cats, because I was uh, still am a huge fan of um, Brand Setzer. Good guitar and, man. Uh, and you know, I, I did meet. Uh, I, I played out at the Cat Club out there in L.A. and I I met Slim Jim and uh, did not have more than one word with him, but uh, I was so excited to play at that at that club. And um, was that the basement? No, it was like a place right on. Uh, no, I mean uh, the the guy you met uh, in the band. He was the bass guy. No, he's the drummer. Slim he was Jim the Pan. drummer, and he plays standing up, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like Brian Setzer would tour with them old guitars and shit. I, I, I talked to some promoters. Like, yeah, he'd bring these old Gretches out, not beaters, you know, or, or uh, oh no, reissues. he brings a real a fucking thing. Thousands of dollars. Let me ask you this. What was the first gig you saw? Oh, geez. Now you're going to embarrass me because it was my, uh, not embarrassing at all, actually, because I still respect this band, too. But my my friend and longtime uh, bandmate, Chris Motor, his dad took us to see Genesis at the, um, and it was Three Sides Live Tour, I think. And um, not only was it the first show I saw, saw it was also the first time i got a contact buzz because everyone <laughs> smoking, everyone, both <laughs> smoking dope <laughs> you know and yeah. so i went home when i was 12 years old i was like mom i'm hungry what the hell is going on here <laughs> look you gave me this another song about you let me play it okay now where to go but up from here Tried to change myself to be better, better than I thought I could be. Nowhere to go but up. Now watch me as I wait here, and time won't stop. I set at the moon tonight as hard as I could. Wished you were here with me I told you that I should I would have took you in my arms And not let you go for a long, long time I never would have thought I'd write Write another song about you But here I am again Here I am 
Thank you. 
escape this thought and it's haunting me Follow me round the room But if I hadn't been there to see you that night If I was too late or arrived too soon You stood at the top of bending stairs With a face I won't forget Your friends filed in while this was happening On the night that we first met When there were parties on every Saturday At the house on Elmer Street And sometimes on Sunday soon And sometimes on Sunday Remember feeling so simple as you stared down from the stairs. I thought you were so far out of my league. I hid behind my hair when there were parties on every Saturday at your house on Eleanor Street, and sometimes on Sundays too. Sometimes I'm done with you Little did I know We'd meet again Accidentally While talking to friends Little did I know I'd fight for your love Told I thought you glowed Like a star shining through the heart of the blackest night I would never put up a fight But let you have me any way you wanted me to be There were parties on every Saturday At the house on Eleanor Street And sometimes on Sunday Sometimes on Sundays too There were parties on every Saturday At the house on Elder Street Sometimes on Sundays too Sometimes on Sundays For Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with the Great Crusades with another song about you. Yep. Diane Marie Clover with Wild Rue. Florian Kupfer, this is brand new. Albert, uh, about you with the letter U, a little prince kind of thing. Bill <laughs> Cohen with Beyond Man's Footsteps. That happened because of them doing the girly text, right? They want to abbreviate. Uh, Bar- um, Barbara Tukus. With Bayana 
Wolf Mueller's drum drop. That's a fucking tough thing to say. And that's <laughs> brand new. 99 Letters with uh, Wakaki Orchestra number two. And finally, The Great Crusades again with Sometimes on Sundays too. Yes. So what about after school, not graduation, but in the afternoon? Did you get into the basement band, bedroom band, garage band thing? I sure did. Yeah, like a lot of us did. Uh, We would, and uh, my dad, if you talk to my dad ever, if you happen to talk to Tim Crummy, he will say the infamous line, turn it down, I mean way down. (laughs) (laughs) Because we would set up, and we we had this, uh, we had this, we actually, uh, for me, it was a, we were playing gigs already when we were, you know, in, in, um, right after we could drive, you know, we were playing gigs over the, on the landing over in St. Louis, you know, uh, and we actually, the first gigs we played, our mom, moms and dad would drop us off and, uh, you know, it was kind of bizarre. But then after we got our licenses, um, we did start uh, driving to the gigs and then we would, um, you know, lie about our ages, you know, to get to get the gigs in the clubs over in the St. Louis area. And then um, we actually, um, what was I going to say? The, uh, yeah, so we, we did have those. Uh, and eventually we got, this was, a, was a, I was going to say, we did eventually get enough money to buy our own PA system, which in the St. Louis area, you can't really play gigs without bringing your own gear. Maybe this is the same for you, Mike, but uh so we bought a PA and we would set it up in the basement, you know, and it would be blasting. And uh, I would actually go to the top of the hill where Chris and I grew up, Chris Motor and I grew up, and just put a record on or a recording on. And it's like, I wonder if I could hear it all the way at the top of the hill. And then my mom and dad would get home from work and they'd be like, Jesus, Brian, can you <laughs> turn it way down? Way down, and we get it. We did get, you know, the cops called on us a, a few times, but that's not unusual. Well, who was who was in this first band of yours? Well, a lot of the same play, same people I play with now on the Barfly Friends record: Brian Hunt, Christian Motor. Um, they were. Uh, we started playing music together, and uh, can actually, I ask you about the material? Were you like me and D Boom? We learned off of copying off records, but did you guys right. start writing your own stuff too? I mean, we did. We did start writing our own stuff pretty early on. That's great. And, uh, and yeah, I know. I know um, that it was just a learning process too, because you you're trying to figure your stuff out. You know, you don't want to exactly copy people but then you just know you know you learn what you can do and you write the best songs you can and i don't know you know and it continues to this day you know (laughs) what what did you call you you before you could drive you weren't calling this the the bar fly friends we we had (laughs) many bands names i'm sure you did too it's like uh that what was the first the first band uh was called torture (laughs) t-o-r-c-h-e-r Well, can you yeah, remember the awesome. can you remember the first torture gig? Yeah, I think it was like a a family kind of gig that we played on someone's front lawn or something, and then um then we had straight curves. 
We also had Norwegian wood. Well, let me ask you, did that torture get, would you consider it a success? Because you only have your first gig once. <laughs> yeah. As far as I was concerned, it was a success. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, did they throw shit? I, mean, I don't know what you consider a success. I, I, I don't think they threw like uh, rotten eggs or anything. Okay. Because I've had that experience, not my first gig, but. I've had uh, yeah. several, not rotten eggs, but I'll tell you this: batteries hurt, especially the D oh, ones. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's uh, that's a funny story because uh, Brian Hunt, you asked about the uh, early gigs, and I remember um, you know, I should open a gig for just Brian and I, and open a gig for um, the Violent Films at Mississippi Nights, which I'm sure you played at before. Many, too. many times, yeah. And uh, some people were. Half the crowd loved us, half the crowd hated us, and uh, half the crowd was throwing, uh, you know, spare change. <laughs> <laughs> and we we're like, we're just trying to do a gig. Come on, yeah, man. I know, I know. Well, I always ask that because, you know, I've had the experiences. So, I'm just, so, so you would call that first uh, torture gig a uh, success, and then you guys changed your name to what? Straight Curves? Straight Curves, that was the high school years. And then uh, we had a band called The Suede Chain, which had a relative success. Um, we were based in Champaign, Illinois area, where we all went to school there. UI. Uh, U of I, right? Yep, yep. And I actually saw you play there at Mabel. Mabel's, uh, right by the school. Yeah, the time, I remember. You know, with Firehose, not Minutemen, but. Uh, okay. I remember um, a couple gigs there with Firehose there. I bought a Euphonium. I thought it yeah, was a baritone horn all these years, but it's actually a cousin called a euphonium. I really? finally tried to learn how to play it after 30 years. Yeah, I saw it at a pawn shop for like 20 bucks. I said, okay, that's bass clef. I'm going to try to learn that. And now 30 years later. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm trying to learn. No, like Orson Welles said, right? No wine before it's time. So, Okay, right. okay. So I remember Mabel's. In fact, I played. Yeah, Miniman played there also earlier. Yeah, I'm sure that, uh, and many people have mentioned that you, you're one of the only bass players that actually breaks, breaks strings during a show, and you did break. <laughs> those days, two, not, but it was not like, these yeah. days, though. Not these days. I ain't strong enough. Yeah. But those days uh, I did, yeah. 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 So I learned how to change them real quick. I know. Yeah. I saw you do it that night. Okay, <laughs> so you guys, uh, the suede chain, Champaign, Illinois. Yes. Okay. And we I, had uh, we had one song called Daisy Dawn that some people might know, um, sort of a regional hit kind of thing. It was a, around the same time that uh, uh, the 90s, there was Poster Children. There was a band oh, I remember Hum. them. Hum was a... Yeah, I remember them band. too. Yeah, they had... Um, kind of like Sonic Youth. Yeah, they definitely had that influence. Fl yeah. Flaming Lips, I think they had the same producer that they were... Um, not necessarily going for, but um, and then there was Menthol. There's a band called Honcho Overload. Um, there was a lot of great bands actually, and there still still are actually in the Champaign Urbana area. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, did you guys tour? We sure did. Yeah, we toured a lot on the East Coast. Um, went to New York a bunch. And everywhere in between, didn't get out west that much, but um, we sure did. And that was like, um, we were just like, uh, 
trying to actually there's a new there's a song on the new record it's called stuck in the van uh the barfly friends record that uh is sort of based on those years that there's sort of there's a sweet sweet spot in my heart and there always will be for that band the suede chain and thankfully i'm still friends with all of them you know that's great what, 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 what happened with the band well, we did uh, one album. It sold, you know, I think about 10,000 copies or something like that. And then the next record kind of flatlined a little bit and everybody else, everybody wanted to uh, do their own thing, you know, so. Uh, well, they say, like they say in the business, it ru- oh, racket, <laughs> I wish it was a business. It ran its course. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's part for the course. Yeah, it, it is. And, and people, a lot of people don't really uh, realize that it is a lot of work oh, you know, yeah. to be in a band. It can be, you know, if you are taking it somewhat seriously or it, even if it, it, more as a songwriter, you know, if you want your songs out in the world, you know, it's like a, it doesn't just happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to kind of force the issue. Now, now was the suede chain the first time you went in the studio to record? Um, no, I, I recorded a lot of stuff, you know, with my bands in high school and stuff. But uh, now, were you ever but, involved? Because you know, a lot of music cats now recording themselves these days. That's what uh, they have the new record that um, we just put out, um, the Barfly Friends. It was recorded a lot during the pandemic, so. I was just passing, you know, files back and forth with um, my compadres and like uh, I did buy a couple of nice microphones, you know, I have my little basement studio and um, yeah. So and then no, we, I think that's you know, really great. Uh, you know, in the old days, there was such a separation from the cats who recorded and the cats that were being recorded. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you go back and look at those old videos of, you know, the Beatles or whatever, and the guys in Abbey Road are wearing the white lab coats and <laughs> stuff. Coats. yeah, right. It's like two different nations almost. Yeah. Right. Which now I think it's it's great for kids too. Absolutely. I mean, for Absolutely. example, like GarageBand is so freaking easy just to pull that up on your phone or your laptop yeah, or whatever. I had a cat on the show who made a whole album using the virtual instruments on his leash, uh, uh, iPhone, with the garage yeah. band. Now, one made a whole album. It's pre- pretty wild-ass strings, all this stuff, right? So I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. That's something we didn't have as a, a more younger people. But, you yeah. know, I think it's still, you know, all the scariness about AI and stuff, but I think you still need to have the... Uh, uh, dreams, the imagination and stuff. So even though that that stuff's getting more econo and easier access, we still got to have good ideas. Of course. And that's why I'm not scared of AI, actually, because, you know, you do hear some of the stuff. I know that some dude produced like a a new Beatles tune recently about with using AI. And I was like, that sounds great. But, you know, it is... You know, you can tell. You can tell. Absolutely. I, think, uh, I don't know if you know uh, Nick Cave yeah, recently wrote about this. Birthday party. T- in his blog that he does, he sends out the uh, a weekly, maybe it's bi-weekly uh, email 
Daddy, someone said AI right in Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds song, and um, he wrote back that, you know, it does somewhat sound like it myself, but <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah, like a mannequin. <laughs> anyway, we're at the end of the first hour. June 12, 2023, special guest Brian Crumb. Hold tight, fire two. June 12, 2023, it's the second hour of the Lot from Pedro Show. She was only 16 I took her to a movie You know what I mean It was 1986 Or something round there Our Two small town virgins We had an occasion In a petite ball theater on Highway 59, I told her I would love her to the end of time. She was a porcelain virgin with hair of black. My hands up and down all over front and her back. And she was only in the tenth grade. I'm in heaven. I had it so. I opened the back door I whispered to you I had done this before You sighed so heavenly When I first touched your breast And then we got all of the way Halfway undressed And I knew everything Just like I do now And all your friends Will ask you how It feels in paradise Never know before, never known before. A paradise against the backseat door. Yes, you've never known this before. A paradise, yes, a paradise. Never known before. A paradise. Whoa. She was old. In the tenth grade, I was in heaven. I had it so made here in paradise. A paradise was a paradise. I never knew before It's paradise 
cream cracker to the director of social services and you will be on the carpet. Send us this cream cracker. <laughs>
Back in the place where I grew up I saw many things I'll never forget You wouldn't either if you saw them like me A man took his dog for a walk It is Cadillac It was crazy The dog could pull along the car Oh, take me to St. Louis Take me out of the rain Let me go to a place I can't remember with not much pain Take me to the wall On Vandalia Avenue So I can play my guitar I can always remember you And I was in love But I was too caught up To know it We were happier than we'd ever been It's funny how things work out in the end Ain't it funny how things work out in the end Oh, take me to St. Louis Take me out of the rain Let me go to a place Remember with not much pain Take me to the wall On Vandalia Avenue So I can play my guitar And I can always remember you Uncle Tupelo See them at Sizzle In the bar Down below And every time I'd come in town She'd always Come around With kissing cars In the back of bars Even though we were spoken for Oh, take me to St. Louis Take me out of the Let me go to a place I can remember with not much pain Take me to the wall On Vandalia Avenue So I can play my guitar And I can always remember you Watch for Pedro Show, start off the second hour with Great Crusades, Paradise, at the Petite Four. And yeah. Andre Vita out of Berlin with Hello San, or San, whatever. Our Handsome Furs from Finland with Passport Control, Alex Paxton, Sometimes Voices, Erica Don Lyle, 
The understory. I think she's playing Bikini Kill to Billy's place. Co-ed after that. Pedro, man, trenches. And then finally, Vandalia from the Great Crusades. Vandalia, name of a town. Yep. Right. Uh, so, okay. We're up to the point of suede chain. What happens with you music-wise post-suede chain? Champagne or Baina scene? Uh, 1996 or so, um, the, va- the band was uh, dissolving. In 1998, I personally, I moved up to Chicago uh, because Brian Hunt graciously, uh, the bass player, graciously said, well, someone actually, someone, somebody told me about the 10-year rule of living in Champaign-Urbana. And if you're there for more than 10 years, you're going to be there for the rest of your life. So I was like, absolutely. And there's nothing, you know, not to, nothing wrong at all about living in Champaign. I, my uncle Rob still lives there right now. And I have a, the sweetest place in my heart for that town. I will forever. But then Brian Hunt, uh, my longtime bass player, said, uh, yeah, if you want to move up to Chicago, check it out. You know, I'll be, uh, you can live up here for free until you find a job or whatever. And uh, so I took him up on that offer. And then uh, 1997, actually, before I moved out of Champaign, I moved, I, I formed the Great Crusades with some great friends of mine down in Champaign. And then, uh, sort of reformed it after I moved up to Chicago. Did you get them to move to Chicago also? They were already living here, okay. believe it or okay. not. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we sort of reformed here. Then our hey, first when record... You, uh, you let me talk about the Crusades, because you, you, you're not setting out to, like, remake the Sway Chain, right? And what do you want to do right. different with this band? Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, what did you want to do different with the Great Crusades? Um, I wanted to, to move a different direction, uh, and I was heavily influenced by, you know, Tom Waits, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, um, and some more like uh, rock and roll projects, the Jayhawks, um, that the Sway Chain necessarily wasn't necessarily that sound. But some so, guys, but some guys, uh, share bands, right? You get, you have seven members that were in both bands. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the suede chain had Brian Hunt on right, the bass, bass yeah. and then, um, Chris Motor was a longtime contributor, um, more of a string arrangement and, uh, percussionist uh-huh. and also an amazing drummer too. Um, so it just it actually I wrote all of the songs for the first Great Crusades record came out in nineteen ninety-eight or ninety-seven. I'm not sure. Um I wrote them all on the road with uh, the Sway Chain in the back of the van, basically, you know, when I was not driving, when I had the uh, opportunity to take a rest or whatever. So you had plans. Uh, not, uh, not on purpose, you know, not <laughs> okay, purpose. <okay. laughs> but you know how songwriting goes, it's like, you can wait around for, 
freaking years to have what you think is a good song roll up, even though you might like uh, try to write. You're talking about the muse tapping you on the shoulder? Yep. Yes, exactly. Sometimes she don't want to come around, right? I, yes, she doesn't. She yeah. doesn't. And, uh, and then what I wrote, what I did for this, uh, this record, the new record, the Barfly Friends record, actually, I, my wife was the, uh, she put it out there that uh, I would try to write a song every day at five o'clock before we started cooking dinner or whatever. And then I wrote 25 songs in a, a row. Whoa. Um, yeah. And then 11 of them made the record, the new record. So a little discipline. Yeah. I think it it's helpful to set that time aside. For, I love this title. Where, where do the titles come in first or last? Um, for me, uh, they all just sort of dropped out there. Okay, know, they, well, um, well a, a hand grenade head and you know, makes me think of pineapples, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's listen yeah. to that.
Never 
the song or reading the poem, you know what I mean? Yeah, but somebody like Watt, he needs a title first or he's got no fucking focus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That's what yeah. I use the titles for, so you you can bring everything to Aiden a bet. Let me tell the people what they just heard. That chunk of music start off the Great Crusades doing hand grenade hit. Then Bombas Prendon, Bird Skull, uh, brand new from Apostola. Saturday night, still breathing. Klein Quartet with live excerpt from the End Times Festival 2015 from Scotty, North Carolina. Uh, and finally, Brian Crum and his Barfly Friends, new record, right? Never do as I'm told. Was this one of the 25, one of the 11 of the 25 that made it? It was, yeah. And I, I didn't purposely try to write that uh, tune. To, it was, it was a. Uh another one that just sort of fell out and um but i i found it to be sort of inspired by steve earl and ah, his whole camp you know good good songwriter good singer good player yeah so so, so sure. what's your process for 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 writing you do you make demos brad i sure did yeah i just recorded everything on my phone and then i started sending stuff to my okay Okay. Order, and then just started sending tunes around and see if anyone had something to add to them. Do you do you ask them to like, you know, uh, realize the demo, or is the demo just a starting place for to see what they're going to bring you? For me, it's just a starting place. Yeah. It's okay. Like, uh, no, you know, I asked this because I had Joe, uh, drummer man Joey Wanerker on the show, and he says, you ever record with Pete Townsend these days? I said, no. He said, well, you know, you actually play on the fucking demo. You start replacing the, the things Pete built start built the demo with. Yeah. Well, Joey is an amazing player, um, as Pete Townsend is you know, a huge hero of mine, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's like I think it works differently for yeah, of course, of course. That's why I'm curious because, you know, it's like anything. There's individual ways of learning and then bring it. Right, right, yeah. I think it's 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 up to yourself. It's what's ever comfortable, you know, most comfortable. And what's comfortable for, for you? Uh, for me, it's just sending the – it's recording that initial idea just on my phone. Uh-huh. Go, and, go and record, maybe replace, you know – I definitely re-record vocals with a better mic sure. than I have at home. Right, that's a foolish, right? Right. Twenty thousand. But man, 000. you need those things because right, good ideas—they're just gone with the memory thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I use a little digital record, a little Sony thing. I keep in my pocket because I just cannot remember things. And, and what about lyrics? Do you keep uh, like a notebooks or, or journals or do you write on demand i used to i used to journal every day i think it's very helpful for you know people starting out in, in songwriting but now it's more of the sit down and try to write a song you know and see what comes out and i don't really have a, a journal it's more like writing on scrap paper or, or anything that's laying around well, it sounded like a lot in the kitchen right before Chow. You were coming up with these tunes. Yeah, 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 and, and uh, I don't know, because I just got somewhat lucky that some of them I liked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Roll the dice, right? Yeah. <laughs> baby, baby needs a new pair of shoes. That expression yeah. always tripped me out. Like, you're going to win all this money, and the first thing you're going to do is buy baby a pair of shoes. Okay. Yeah. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. June 12, 2023, edition of Peter Show. Special guest, Brian Crum. Hold time for hour three. June 12, 2023, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Goddamn telephone. I go to bed to sleep alone. Cause the day that I was born, you're the only one I was with that showed me any tenderness. It's easy to see how the winter drives me crazy.
Watford Pedro Show start off third hour with Great Crusades doing Sons and Daughters. Then John Truby, end of the month, he's going to visit me and Brother Matt. Uh, the Gecko Discovers Nebulous Wonders of Inner Space. There's a title. Make that be so. And then finally, Great Crusades with Feel So Good to Be in Bed With You. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could see the title coming first there. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I love songs that are like have those parentheses. Right, with, right, right. Parenthetical. Kind of steal from Chuck Mangione or anything, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Mangione. What was that? Uh, was it, it trumpet? Good. Not trumpet, but uh, flugelhorn. Flugelhorn. Yep. Yeah, it's got more tube, more tube. It does. Yeah. Right. Sounds a little bit more mellow. Right. 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 Uh, get into those five. <laughs> Difference between euphonium and baritone horn, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so, yep. so let me ask you: uh, this this new record you were doing during the situation and stuff, and uh, but are you going to tour? Is there a Barfly band that does gigs? There is. Yeah, we just had our record release show. Uh, this little place called Liars Club in Chicago uh-huh. on the June second. And then we have some shows coming up in Germany uh, starting on Wednesday. And then we have some more shows lined up um, for the rest of the year. You're, going, the o- you're going overseas. Okay. You, we, off air people, we were talking about Great Crusades. In fact, this song, Sons and Daughters, was came about because of the label of there you used to work with. Yeah, especially my friend Rimbert, who is one of the main guys at the Glitter House. Uh, and we would, even if... Whenever we would get a day off, we'd like uh, usually end up spending the the night at uh, his house, just sitting around the table and like telling stories and you know having dinner, having beers and stuff. And so that's probably why that was inspired. That's yeah. how I was inspired by that. And uh, who who's in the bar flies right now? Do you still got Mister Hunt on the bass? Yeah, sure do. Christian Motor on the drums. Yeah. And- and Brian Leach, longtime friend of mine, and then we have Jesse Hotelling on vocals um, and percussion, and whoever might show up at the gigs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. What about this tune here? The first spilled drink of the evening. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's first the title. Drink, yeah. <laughs> That was a tune I wrote. Uh, that was the first Great Crusades tune that I ever wrote, actually. Um, when you were in the back of the van? I think so. I think, I, yeah. <laughs> on the on the, yeah. on the Suede Chain tour, okay. Yeah. And it was just, uh, again, I was listening to a, a lot of Tom Waits and a lot of Nick Cave back then. I was like, kind of like trying to... Are you into Rain Dogs? I do love Rain Dogs. Okay, I still... the drummer man on there, right? Um, Sorry? The the drummer man on that record, Stephen Hodges, he was on my first opera, and, and I've been playing with him now with uh, Mike Baguetta's MSSV project. And he, oh. uh, yeah, interesting process. A big part of Tom Waits' uh, composing was that bass man from Canned Heat, uh, Larry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, did, I didn't know that, actually. Um and he is amazing. I mean, Waits has a really good habit of picking out the best musicians. Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of his records. It's like, a lot of good people I'm a, playing for him. I'm a big fan of uh, Mark Rabot. Um, yeah, and- I had him on the show. He's inc- He's like Nels Klein kind of. 
Speaking yeah. of, of Chicago and a St. Louis guy, uh, uh, Mr. Tweedy, right? He was a bass man. Yes, he is. He, he actually uh, grew up in Belleville, Illinois, um, where I, outside of where I grew up in Collinsville. Kind of east, east St. Louis, right? It is, yeah. It's east of the Mississippi. It's across the river. Um, and he, his uh, Wilco's Loft is actually down the street from my house in uh, Chicago. <laughs> Everything's so, connected. Let yeah, me play. Let, let me play this uh, first spilled drink of the evening. Okay. The first spilled drink of the evening. Last cigarette of the night. I watched a scene unfolding Even the end has to begin Many moons since I first saw you Under that broken beer sign I can still see you smiling Ordering tequila and lime Many moons since I first met you I wonder where you are now Are you living back in London? Than you've ever been I remember when you told me You gotten intimate with him But it did make you feel better Just a new place to be in I'm usually mumbling something About the one that got away I say I bet she's back in London Back on tourist duty again So she's shown the Tower of London Telling him the ravens' names And whispering in Westminster And laughing in St. Paul's Are you running through the tube? And losing him again Here's a famous crosswalk A tourist stop in traffic again I'll be here at the bar store I'll wait for your return I don't know but something tells me Won't be back 
real soon But if you do, I'll buy his doubles I'll sing you this little song Maybe me, maybe you will spill that first drink Stand at each other with eyes of fire when you light up Last cigarette of the night I know the end was never meant to begin.
Fish man sitting along the river White fish man sitting along the river Yeah, the black fish man says to 
flag, fishing man's heads to the other. The storm is getting fierce. We pull until we show last music for this edition that chunk start off with the great crusades doing the spilled first spilled drink of the evening then we had uh yap blanc dutch dude uh damon smith who's been living in st louis uh, the string bass player and uh rock climb bob moses on the percussion doing switch walk brand new live thing and then finally great crusades with two fishermen <laughs> right i thought that would be a good closer uh so, oh, of course okay and uh do you do still great crusades tunes when you do this uh bar fly gigs we do yeah so the show shows that are coming up uh in germany uh for example we the bar fly friends will open for the great crusades and hopefully that doesn't confuse too many people but uh <laughs> the Great Crusades are still a well, more well-known band entity. and oh, know, So they're still active. Famous. Okay, they're still active. Okay, so it wasn't like you ended, it wasn't like with a, a sway chain where you end one thing to do another. It, no, it, no, no. It was like more parallel. Okay. Yeah. Just, just a second here, just a second. Yeah, yeah. So the Barfly Friends will open some shows for... Uh, Sometimes it's like... Like you never get off the stage, right? Now it's your turn to yeah. play with me. Now it's your turn to play with me, and like I you know. never get off the stage. And I was the brilliant idiot that came up with this whole concept. <laughs> so it's gonna be like two to three hours of singing every night. 
Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that, see, people, I got to tell listeners about this. With fingers, you get calluses. You can't get those on your vocal cords, or you ain't going to be able to hit any notes. So yeah. it, it's it's a hard thing protecting vocal cords. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the obvious things stay away from tobacco and booze, but on the other hand, that kind of adds a certain raspiness. So <laughs> yeah, 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 obviously, right? And then, and then there's a, uh, something about the technique, like use more chest, less throat, or shit like that. Yeah, it's like I am horrible about uh, warming up and. That, doing that's it. another it's, one, right? Yeah, warm up exercise. Because I know I was, uh, I took my daughter to. Uh, there's a place called the Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago that she takes drum lessons there, and um, Amy from the Indigo Girls was actually in. There's a green room down the basement. And she was warming up, and I was like, "How does she do that uh, every <laughs> night?" She, and I was just like, "That is." You know how I saw doing that, or heard, and then yeah. saw Charlie from the Pixies. Oh, really? Yeah, I wouldn't shit you. He'd been, you know, kind of big man, and he'd just belt it out. You know, he'd get his thing going. So when it came for showtime, he'd have the goods. You know. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, Egg actually does it. Not really with the voice, more with, he gets his mic, he gets his mic stand, you know, has cut down little legs. And then in front of the mirror, he does the whole set. Okay. Every night. Yeah, we'd have to get there two hours early. Very wow. interesting. So every, I think people get their own way of getting ready, you know. Yeah. And getting what the voice. What yeah. is the most important thing to do for right. whoever is And look, playing. you know, people get done with records and they're like, God damn, I'm glad that's over with. But then they want to start another one. Are you like that? You want to start another one already? Um, I do have a bunch of tunes that are left over, so it won't be that hard to start a new record. And I, I have already started sending them out to different people to see if anything takes, you know. Is it going to be Barflies or, or, or Crusades? I don't know. I don't okay. know yet. I'm probably, I don't, I don't know. I've always, I've always tried to just see what happens with tunes, you know, see, see who comes up with the best ideas and, and see what happens organically. You know what I mean? Sure. 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 And not try to have everything, you know, laid out because you end up doing, rerun, you end up doing reruns if you do that. Yeah. Too much. yeah. And that's, that is what sort of started happening, happening with um, this last batch of tunes that I started repeating myself. So I sort of farmed out, the tunes to some other people to see if they might take different directions, you know, that are not the same as this Barfly Friends project, you know. Okay, let me put out the invite then. When you get decide on what's going to come up and you get it recorded, uh -huh. will you come back on the show? We can play it and of talk course. about it. I'd love to, yeah. Okay. I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we got to thank Howard Wolfen for the connect, right? Thank you, Howard. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Howard. And thank you, Mott. Uh, Mike, it's been um, it's been like I'm a huge fan of yours. I know you're a veteran that, uh, you know, I just have followed your whole career. So to be on the show is like a, a real thrill for me. So oh, thank you. You're most kind. Thank you so much, Brian. We keep on keeping on, right? That's what John Fogarty wrote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People, June 12, 2023, you just watch Pedro. So keep your pattern right.